Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met fellow adventurers, I am in the village of Durstig, which is a small village typical of most settlements in western Tysa. There are only a handful of village buildings in the centre of the village, Although a few small group, small groupings of homes lie at the outskirts, there are some inventions here. An unwelcome encroachment. In the thick of the wood, the top of a broad, gradual slope, you catch your first glimpse of the small encampment described by Tondrum. We begin. You arrived in Durstig less than an hour ago. And upon learning that a lad by the name of Tondrum claimed to have spotted a group of ogres encamped in the nearby wood, less than a mile from the village, you immediately find him and ask you to tell him the precise location of the disturbing find. After receiving his account and tactfully dismissing, dismissing repeated offers of a compliment from several members of the ill-equipped village militia, you promptly set out on your own to investigate the boy's claim. A claim that has already set a whipple of panic through the remote settlement. It only shapes takes a short trek into the forest east of Durstig to verify Tundrum's story. In the thick of the wood, at the top of a broad, gradual slope, you catch your first glimpse of the small encampment described by Tundrum. Concealed by a dense, almost impenetrable wall of mountain laurel, you move up to within perhaps a dozen yards of the campsite. There, crouched at the base of a leaning maple, you spot the camp's troublesome occupants. 
Five ogres seated around smoldering remains of a poorly built fire, seeming seeming engrossed in a discussion about how best to launch a raid on Durstig. As the hulking creatures begin to argue, the largest of them, a fearsome, hideously scarred specimen of Ogden, clad in the tattered remnants of a leather vest, leaps to his feet and silences the debate with a savage snarl. You quickly discern that the vested ogre is the leader of the marauding band of five, a band that you've just heard announces attack, intention to attack Durstig. Well, of course he's the leader. He's got clothes! Your mind races and you attempt to determine your next course of action. Three options. Side against confronting the ogres. Nope, not doing that. Ask the ogres to leave or attack the ogres. I'll ask them to leave first. And if I end up having to fight them, so be it. As you draw up to the campsite, the five ogres, apparently startled by your brazen approach, leap to their feet and take hold of their clubs. The leader of the band, his cool eyes scowling you from head to toe, steps forward and acknowledges you with a snarled greeting. The four ogres at his heels seem prepared to charge, but he turns and admonishes them with a withering gaze, effectively thwarting any designs they may have had about launching an immediate attack. You've come here alone? grumbles the leader, his blazing eyes intently scanning the forest behind you. Speak to me about what you've come to speak. Though you can't be certain, the ogre's leaguered guarded stance, and the fact he has not immediately set his savage underlings upon you leads you to believe he may be somewhat intimidated by you. Using this perceived uneasiness to your advantage, you parlay with the scarred brute, attempting to convince him to take his band and leave the region. Right, picking a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from diplomacy, 20 from mind, 10 from spirit. Got to get 75 or more. Or presumably they'll either be angry with me or attack anyway. Either way, I'll fail. AC, AC7, success. 64 XP to diplomacy. Much to your surprise, after a lengthy parley, the Ogre League agrees to leave the area and not return. He and his four Ogres, under his brutal command, gather their few belongings and abandon the camp, before heading off south through the forest. Before he is pressed completely out of sight in the dense foliage, the leather-clad brute turns and glares at you for several moments then. Without turning back again, he disappears into the thick of the wood. When you're certain they are gone, and not coming back, you turn and set off on your way. 128 experience the general. With a band of ogres presumably on their way out of the area, you make your way back towards the village, quite confident the savage creatures will pose no further threat to Durstig. News of your successful intervention spreads quickly throughout the village, Observes to remind a wattled local populace of the ever-present danger faced by the kingdom's more remote settlements. 
The villagers are grateful and vow to remain more vigilant. They also have promised to send word of the unwelcome incursion to all nearby towns and villages. On your way out of the village, you happen across Tondrum, the young lad who first spotted the ogres as they set up their nearby camp. You thank him and relate in the details of your encounters with the creature, putting particular emphasis on your ability to intercede in the dangerous affair without having to resort to bloodshed. He listens to your brief account in wide-eyed silence, confident that Durstig is now safe. At least until the next predicament inevitably decides to rear its head, you bid the lad farewell and happily set off along the winding woodland road that will lead you out of the village, but to nowhere in particular. Alright, and... Wait a minute. Have I got something to identify? No. Thought I did, but... No, no I must have... Ident did I identify... What's that mask? Hmm. Oh, right. Oh, you have to be in a safe place. Skills. Oh, can't you? Oh yeah, the mask that I found last time, at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the untold heaps of bone, was the mask of vile fortune. Sixteen XP to Arcania. I'm always forgetting to identify things. Yeah. And we're right in the middle of the episode, so I can't even cut this out and put it in in the one. Oh well. Here's a description of it: three Neville awaiting, three Neville reserved. No, no way, no way, no way, it's not. No, wait, no, it's not as good as Kurdzon's hood, so... No, no, it's not, it's not gonna be... Be in my... I, let's see. Three melee waiting and three never reserved, two luck. The silhouette of a skull is emblazed on the forehead of this thick wooden mask. Square cutouts for your eyes and a downturned cutout for your mouth give this odd piece of head armour an eerie look. Alright, enter my dwelling. I'm going to save here. Alright, now, more adventures. Well, it's top of the hill, but I did that a long, long time ago with another character. Alright, the next adventure is called. The Black Filcher. Realising the danger is hid, she's in. You take only a split second to leap into action. It begins. Be normal or scout, I'm doing it normal. Having spent most of the day attempting to, to enjoy a long series of rather uninspired performances by a troupe of travelling minstrels, those renditions of a, of a small handful of, of well-known melodies leave much to be desired. You can't help but feel that a splendid summer afternoon has largely been wasted. As late afternoon rolls into balmy dusk, you shuffle through the needed square, grateful to provide your ears with a much-needed respite from the incessant Wailing assault of lyrics, of lyres, pipes, drums, and off-key voices. Passing near the southeast corner of the square, you're startled to hear raised voices erupt out of the house of Talaro. Dursigs were mound a carnist and potion maker. Immediately concerned by the angry nature of the voices in 
one of the voices in particular, you hurry over to investigate. Peering in through a half-open door, you spy Talao engaged in a nasty row for a tall, rotound, bearded man. The man, standing several feet from the young, silver-haired woman, stabs his finger in her direction and unleashes a volley of vile curses. Think I've any qualms about taking it from you, these barrows? I'll take the filter and then thrash you just for good measure. Doesn't seem to me you've learned to show the proper respect to those you should. And don't think it bothers me that you're a lass. Snakes are all the same to me. Clearly intimidated by the brute, Shara takes a step back, pressing herself up against the far wall, and tells you that unless he leaves, she'll call for the watch. The watch, he cries, stepping in closer. I like to see the sort of watch you've got in this little patch of dirt. And he's a stand against me. Ha! Give me the filter. I'll not, not ask you so nicely again. Lumbering brute draws an iron wad and takes another step towards Delaro, immediately realising the danger she's in. It takes you only a split second to leap in to action. Got a few options. Rush in and stand between them. Rush in and attack the man. Clock! And then you'll fall down. Something like that. Use illusion. Use elementalism. Or use telekinesis. I'll use illusion. 4xp to illusion. You call upon your power of illusion and swiftly cast a masterful image of a large black snake slivering towards the man's left foot. Completely fooled by the lifelike phantasm, the man shrieks in terror and leaps to his left, throwing himself momentarily off balance as he attempts to evade the snake. Wasting no time, you charge in and attack the dazed man, determined to prevent him from reaching Talawa. Alright, it's the enraged man. And he is dazed. Okay, so I can kill or subdue now. Hmm. He hasn't murdered anyone yet, so I'm going for subdue. The man swipes at you with his iron wad. Ronnie lays out a particularly brutal stroke for seven damage. Alright, just bashing him down. And he is subdued. Okay. And that is 12 XP. The man stumbles and sinks into the floor at your feet, severely battered, with, with blood streaming from his mouth and nodes. He pleads with you to spare him, despite the fact that you have no intention of doing him any further farm, till promptly intervenes as if unsure of your intention. That's enough! She says, placing her hand reassuringly on his shoulder. Let him go. I just want him out of here. After nodding response, you take hold of the large man and roughly drag him to his feet. Firmly gripping his collar, you lead the wet-owned man to the door and unceremoniously dump him on the lane outside. He straightens himself up, dusts off his attire and mutters several curses before striding off across the village square perhaps hoping to save what little dignity he's managed to maintain. I'll 
was never so glad to see someone go, says Talawa, joining you in the doorway. Thank you, Zoop. Speaking with a somewhat shaken Talawa, you learn the man who just staggered out of the dwelling is named Edrook. Talio tells you he's attempting to acquire a rare and powerful potion for her called the Black Filter. I don't know how he knew I had it, she says. I wouldn't even show it to him, but I never intended for anything like this to happen. What a horrible scene. Yet this is not the first time Talos had won in with Edrook. Like me, he's an arcanist. Although the term must be used quite loosely when applied to him, she says. He's a foul and dangerous sort, who's quite accustomed to using his size and strength to get what he wants. Seems he may have finally met his match, and then some. The unpleasant scene with Edrog seemed to have found an effect until now. However, after several mugs of paleo, the young silver-haired woman appears to be recovering quite lightly. This is what he wanted, she says, retrieving a large stoppered bottle and setting on the table. This is the black filter, a very rare and powerful potion I recently acquired. I hope to study it and learn how it is made. I don't know how Edrock knew I had one of these, but this is what he came here seeking. I refused to sell it to him, and well, we all we all know how that ended. Perhaps you care to take a sip of it? Chilawa removes the, pl- the, pl- the plug, and a pungent odour wafts out of the mouth of the bottle. Here, take it, and get a better sense of it. You'll be braver than I if you were to try it. Clutching the filter with both hands, you stare at the thick black liquid sloshing from side to side within the tall bottle. If you ca- I can't make up your mind for you, Cicillaro. Only take a sip if you want to. So I can take a sip or not. Take a sip. Exhale sharply and raise the filter to your lips. Then, closing your eyes, Take your first sip of a potent concoction. The instant the thick, foul-smelling liquid drips down your throat, your head begins to swim and an intense burning sensation erupts from the pit of your chest. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 20 from body. Got to get 40 or more. Or, I don't know, I'll, I'll vomit it all back up or something. Pick now. 35. Failure. Trembling and sweating, you cry out in agony as the burning sensation intensifies. You struggle to remain standing as a series of sharp pains stab through your chest. 13 damage. Oh no! Cello washes to your side, helps you to keep on your feet as the excruciating pain tearing through your body gradually begins to ebb. When the discomfort has altogether faded, she snatches up the filter and shakes her head. I need to be more careful with that than I realise, she says. Sorry about this. I, I'm going to put this away until I've had a chance to study it more closely. How about a spot of, of, spot of paleo instead? The night pass, passes slowly as you sit and sip paleo with Talawa. The young, silver-haired Akarnas makes no mention of the events from earlier in the evening. As she cradles her steaming mug with both hands accounts for you several of the more recent happenings in Durstick. Despite her outward 
affable demeanour is plain to see she's doing her best to forget the unpleasant scene that unfolded here. At last, as night turns into the wee hours of the morning, you politely take your lead. Silaro sees you to the door and thanks you, peering out nervously in the dark as she wishes you well. I believe I've seen the last of Edric, she says in a hushed tone, but I can't be certain of that. Still, there's no need to dwell on it. You must try to think only, only pleasant thoughts and look forward to happier days. They are coming. We must all trust in that. With her last softly spoken words still winging in your ears, you bid her farewell and make your way into the dark, deserted centre of the village. 228 experience to general, and that ends this adventure. Yep, and nothing extra was unlocked by doing that. Nothing at all. Alright, one more adventure in Durstig, and that is called, well, there's two, but one I've done earlier. Three scrolls. Chance meeting on the outskirts of Durstig sends you on a curious quest into the crumbling ruins of Redgate. It begins. While passing along a narrow forest road leading past the outskirts of Durstig, he happened upon an old man garbled in a tattered green robe, making his way south to the nearby village. Ah, just the fellow I've been looking for, he says, his echoing voice deeper than expected. Perhaps you don't remember me. Although I very much doubt it could be the case, before you can answer, a shimmering cloud of silver sparkles envelops the old man. Moments later, when the glittering cloud is dispersed, you're startled to find yourself staring at the robed, ghostly figure of Tongal Thal. You instantly, and somewhat regretfully, recall your last meeting with the fabled demon lord in the gloom of Widowood Cave. Well met a thousand times over, exclaims the demon, his broad grin and unsettling sight. You might wonder why I've sought you out. Well, do you wonder it? It's no wonder you should wonder at such a thing. Well, but such an answer will ever forever elude you, unless I give it to you. Tongdor waves his left hand back and forth several times, then studies it closely. He frowns and repeats the odd action. In his white hand, a square iron wing suddenly drops out of the air and lands on the road at your feet. Take that wing. You'll need it, he says, momentarily scratching the top of his boarding head. Go on, take it. Much to your continued astonishment, the wing rises off the ground and floats into your hand. It's a square iron wing. Just going to have a look at it. This square iron wing was given to you by Dwarven Carl. According to what the demon told you, well, will tell you, wearing the wing will allow you to dispel any magic that was crafted by his mysterious rival. It doesn't give any stats at all. Tomagol nods and smiles. He then tells you to keep the wing safe. No sooner does he give you an instruction, however, Let's say, however, the demon bursts into a short and obnoxious fist of laughter. <laughs> well, of course you'll keep it safe, he says. At the very least, you'll keep it. You couldn't drop that even if you wanted to. But why would you ever want to? Don't answer that. Just keep it safe and, you know, the rest. 
What's that? Yes. Of course you should wear it. In fact, put it on white now. Okay, I'll put it on white now. Like it really said. So I will. Okay, gonna unequip the band of good square. Put on the square iron wing. I'm now quite a bit weaker, but it shouldn't really matter. Alas, managing to get a world in Edgewide. You ask him the purpose of the visit and ask why he's giving you the wing. Given? he asks, drawing up one corner of his top lip and raising his eyebrows. Let's not be quite so hasty. I've temporarily granted you permission to use it. To use it, you must have it. To use it is not to own it. Let's be quite clear on that. Are we clear? Excellent. Now we may proceed. Have you put on that wing yet? Speaking in a soft but sinister tone, Gorgonval tells you that since his ability to interact physically with the world is somewhat limited, he is in need of your help to complete a set of pressing tasks. A rival of mine, though I suppose I shouldn't extend to her the dignity the world implies, has unwisely taken upon herself to waffle my feathers, he says, folding his heart and shaking his head. She's stolen three scrolls belonging to me and hidden them them somewhere in the wretched, uh, shall we say, wretched, uh, shall we say, interesting well, if you wish to curry my favour, you'll retrieve the scrolls and return them to me. Alright, there's a link to who this guy is. Dog Rothal, hailing from a shadowy well, the deepest reaches of the Neverness. The demon lord, although some accounts simply refer to him as an entity, Domothar is said to reside in a windowless tower that rises out of the heart of a nightmarish swamp known as the Waking Mire. Tales abound of Domothar's interference in the affairs of Swift's adventurers. By most accounts, he appears to adventurers in the form of a ghostly figure to offer them his help and guidance. While the true intentions of the powerful entity you known as Dorncorn Thal may never be ascertained, most who have encountered him believe that despite what he professes, his intentions are largely sinister in nature. You ask the demon how he's supposed to locate the scroll and scrolls. He rolls his eyes and sighs. Ah, I've done done that much well in advance, he says, frowning. Marvel, there I go again. With another inappropriate use of that word has stashed them in some ruins not very far from here. Quite convenient for purposes of retrieval, really. Dorothal tells you the scrolls. Hidden in nearby ruins of Redgate Keep, are likely protected by powerful magic. Magic crafted by his rival. A magic which can be undone with the use of the iron wing he's given you. The demon waves his left hand, and you suddenly realise you know the precise location of the ruins of Redgate. There's a link. <coughs> Sorry about that. Abandoned 300 years ago. Years ago, after having been in use for nearly that long, the hilltop fortress known as Redgate Keep has fallen into ruin. The upper portion of the keep has, within the last century, completely collapsed, leaving only rubble strewn 
we leaving only a wobble-strewn swath of ground to mark where the imposing structure once stood. The lower level of the keep, which housed its dungeons, remains largely intact, though it's doubtful there are many brave enough to venture into the shadowy depths of the ruins. Well, I am one of them. Domorothal slowly nods. Now I suppose you must address such unreasonable things as what you'll get for your efforts. Very well, if we must, we must. Gongel told you will give you 5,000 gold, and perhaps something else of value when you return the three scrolls to him. I know. I, you now know how to get to the wound. So let's not tarry, he says. I don't want you to think to think of those poor scrolls lying about in such a horrible place. And the fact these scrolls have even entered this world is most dangerous. The longer they remain here, the more dangerous it comes. Not for me, of course, but I think you understand, don't you? Suddenly, quite beyond your control, your head begins to nod in response to the demon's query. Very well, then it's all settled. Find those scrolls and bring them back to me. Right, off you go. Delays are your enemy. Best of luck and whatever whatever else you might need. The demon's glowing image shimmers brightly and then vanishes. Leaving you alone in the middle of the world. In the immediate wake of his abrupt disappearance, you find yourself haunted by the eerie feeling your every move is being observed by distant, unseen eyes. Well, that's nothing new. Despite the unsettling sensation you see no able to shake, you decide that you should investigate the wounds of Redgate as soon as possible and see about recovering the three scrolls which Carmel Thal indicated are hidden within. With the impending task foremost on your mind, you set off along the road, your mind plagued with the thoughts of your of the demon and his sudden and keen interest in you. Location info Wounds of Redgate. To reach the Wounds of Redgate, travel to Southwest Trouser, Hart Hills, Durstig, and then the Wounds of Redgate. Don't forget, you can always reference the location of any clearable, clearable dungeon you find by viewing the Clearable Dungeon section in your Adventure Finder. Alright, that's another clearable dungeon. Alright, just auto-healed in the in my residence. Ruins of Wedgate. You're standing atop a steep, rocky slope in the midst of a tangled swath of forest, east and north of Durstig. All around you lie the crumbling ruins of the once great Redstone Keep. At the centre of the field of rubble, a broad set of crumbling steps descend into the ruined fortress's lower level. So, I can climb down into the ruins. I can west here, but I don't need to do that now. Climb down into the ruins. You're standing in a wide, debris-strewn passage at the foot of a steep stone stair. The pale, dust-stroke light from the forest above splashes down the steps in a feeble attempt to penetrate the dense gloom. To the north and south, a, a wide, crumbling hall swiftly vanishes into darkness. Okay, I'm on the eastern side. I'm just going to go my way south. Right, southeast corner. It's a bit 
It's not a straight corner, it goes off at an angle. Alright. Right, there's a pa up north south passage. Okay. I'm at the bottom of it. A short, a short iron lever protrudes from a slot in this wall in a section of corridor. Lever's been pulled down. Pull it up. You push the lever up, iron lever up as far as it will go. A loud click echoes out the slot from which the leader protrudes. Can I pull it down? Yes, I can. Okay. And I'm going to pull it up again. All right, I'm going to pull all the levers up. You're standing. All right, there's all right, a passage with alcoves off all the off the sides. You're standing in a small alcove on the on the east of the main corridor. A heavy wooden door. Its age-worn timbers reinforced with thick bands of iron blocks the entrance to the small cell. The door bears no latch. A small square window, no bigger than your fist, is cut into the top of the door. Peer through the window first. You peer through the Pour window into an empty cell. After carefully scouring the cell's shadowy interior, you step away from the door. Open the door. You make several unsuccessful attempts to open the door before abandoning your efforts and stepping away from the heavy iron banded slab. Okay, all the other doors are going to be the same. Yep, and empty cell. Can't open the door, yep. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's probably, this is probably the dungeon, I guess, of the keep. Or something like that. So, of course, it's locked up. Pull the lever up. A series of metallic groans echo along the passage to the south. As I pull the lever up as far as it will go. Will go. A loud click echoes out of... Of the slot from which the lever protrudes. Okay. Okay, now I can search the cell. A quick search of the cell turns up nothing of any significant interest. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you step out of the cell. Okay. A thin, lengthy hiss, hiss erupts from the darkness. As a lone skeleton appears out of the surrounding gloom, the undead being, swaying unsteadily, immediately moves in your direction. It's a staggering skeleton hisses wildly as it attacks and is slain. 8xp. To take you a few moments to recover, you step over the shattered remains of the skeleton and resume your wary exploration of the passage. Alright, there's another cell. Nothing in there. Another cell, search it, nothing in there. Another cell, search it, nothing in there. Down again, left side, search a cell, nothing in there. South again, right side, well, east side, search a cell, nothing in there. And then search the lowest cell, and nothing in there. There was anything in there, it's been let out. There's a staggering skeleton. Quick combat that 8xp. Okay, there's all the levers pushed. A long. Alright, I've went I've went nearly to the southwest corner. A long iron lever protrudes from a slot in the wall in this section of the passage. 
A faint blue glow surrounds the sturdy lever of iron. The needle has been pushed up. Pull it down. As your hand boosts onto the blue wall surrounding the lever, it's immediately forcefully repelled. Okay. I'm going to have to do something. Ooh, here's a spear-wielding skeleton. Moves in my direction. This is while it attacks and goes down easy. 7 XP. That. Okay, here's another lever. Going to pull that one up. There's an, it's another north-south passage. The trappings of ages past. The decayed trappings of ages past. Clutter the dark, debris-strewn corridors of Red Cape Keep's lower level. Alright. Staggering skeleton. There we go. Take another one of those out. Alright, pull this lever. Alright, one lever's up. Is the one here up? Alright, they're both up. Search the cell. Nope. Okay, I guess all the cells are open now. Spear wielding skeleton. Quick combat. 6 XP. Ragclad skeleton. Quick combat. 8 XP. Okay. Axe wielding skeleton. Quick combat. Another 6 XP. And I'll pull this lever down. Nope, can't pull. There's a lever to the north and south. Okay, I'm on the western side. A massive iron door. Its pitted surface, white with decay, stands closed beneath an ornate stone arch to the south. Despite its current state of disrepair, the door appears to be a formidable power. Attempt to open it. The instant your fingers brush against the surface of the door, a violent jolt passes through your hand and up your arm, elicting a painful grasp. One damage. The arm's still aching. You wildly step away from the door. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Can't go past that door yet. And I can't pull the lever in the northwest corner. Yeah, just got to wander around. There are skeletons to fight. Spear-wielding skeletons, for example. And there's 8 XP for that one. Okay, going round and round. Axe wielding skeleton, quick combat, 6 XP. Now I have the feeling that if I defeat enough skeletons, something will happen. Yeah, and... And if you got, got try to go to the west side from the south, you get another door. Yeah, alright. Let's just say, yeah, just going through upper passage. All right, the, all the levers are pulled up. Just got a an armored skeleton. A telltale clank of metal armor reach it, wha, wings along the corridor. It's a staggering skeleton, clad in rusted plate, lurches into view just ahead. The undead warrior. Its bone hands gripping the hilt of a broken longsword hisses wildly as it stalks towards you. It's an armoured skeleton. The armoured skeleton hacks at you with this sword. Keeps hacking, I keep bashing. Brutal stroke for 12 damage, but still, I keep bashing 
and it is slain. 20 XP, yeah, must have been a mini boss or something. You spend several moments checking over equipment and recovering from the brutal fight before stepping past the remains of the armoured skeleton and continuing along the corridor. Suddenly, ah oh yes, suddenly is a good. You suddenly spot a small glowing stone at the edge of the passage. Confident the stone was not here just a moment ago. You left to believe it was dropped by your skeletal foe. As you move closer to the stone, eager to examine it, the strange object promptly vanishes. Uncertain what to make of this odd turn of events, you put it out of your mind as you resume your exploration of the passage. Suddenly, an unsettling quiet unexpectedly descends upon the ruins of Redgate. Success! These dungeons are now cleared. And I get 64 XP to general. But they met there. I've still more to do. Gotta find the scrolls. Make a thorough search of the cleared lower level Redgate Keep. And discover amidst several large piles of rubble. A large collection of items and valuables. Alright, I'll take some of that stuff. Okay, I took all that I want to. 14 gold as well. Having carefully looked over or over the available items, you take a few moments to adjust your gear before once again setting off through the musty darkness. Okay, can I pull? Okay, can I pull this lever down? Only with considerable effort do you manage to pull the iron lever as far down as it will go. Okay. Now I can pull the other iron leaves that I previously couldn't pull. Okay, now pull this lever, pull the lever down. With only considerable effort, you manage to pull the iron lever as far down as it would go. Suddenly, a loud reverberating groan somewhere out of the darkness to the west echoes along the passage. Alright, making my way to the door. A massive iron door, its pitted surface, white with decay, stands open beneath an ornate stone arch to the north. Alright, going west, west. The massive, a massive ornate stone chest stands against a wall in this section of the corridor. The chest is closed. Three of blue glowing glyphs, each depicting a sword and shield. Shield, dawn the container's carved surface. Open the chest! With your eyes fixed on the three glowing glyphs that adorn the chest, you step forward and begin to lift its weighty lid. Suddenly, despite your firm grasp of its edge, the chest lid adopts a bright green glow and suddenly slams shut. Only your enviable reflexes have spared you from losing your fingers. As you step away from the chest, a vile hiss from behind you shatters the silence causing your heart to skip a beat. You spin in the direction of the unnerving sound, only to find yourself face to face with an unwelcome, sinister sight. Stalking out of the nearby gloom, his fleshless fingers wrapped tightly around the haft of a heavy axe, is a scale-armoured skeleton. The vicious undead warrior is enveloped in the same green aura that surrounds the chest lid. With a shrill hiss, the skeleton rushes forward and attacks, swiping out at you with its deadly blade. It's a glowing skeletal warrior. 
gonna fight it. Hisses wildly as it attacks. It's mostly down and near. Oh, we're probably on about one, one down. One health left. Boop. I just give it a boop and it falls down. 37 XP. The skeletal warrior staggers back, sways unsteadily for a moment, and then collapses into a heap of bone. As the glow that, that, that surrounds its remains begins to fade, you quickly note that one of the glyphs adorning the chest has vanished. Okay, open the chest. Your eyes fixed on the pair of glowing glyphs that still adorn the chest. You step forward and begin to lift its weighty lift suddenly. Oh, it's another glowing skeletal warrior. Oh, this one's in... Oh, oh it's slightly different. Despite your firm grasp of the edge, the, cl the chest lived adopts a bright green glow and suddenly shines that only your enviable reflexes have spared you from losing your fingers. As you step back from the chest, a vile hiss from your left shatters the silence, causing your heart to skip a beat. You spin in a direction for a nerving sound, only to find yourself face to face with an unwelcome, sinister sight. Struggling out of the darkness at the edge of your light, brandishing a notched broadsword, is a skeleton clad in tattered leather armour. The undead swordsman is enveloped in the same green aura that now surrounds the chest lid. Moving unsteadily but swiftly, the gruesome undead warrior was quickly upon you. Slashing wildly, hardly with his ancient sword. It's a glowing skeletal warrior. Just bash, 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 bash. Did a brutal stroke. Still is slain. 21 XP. The skeleton taters to the right before unceremoniously... Before, before unceremoniously crumbling into a pile of shattered bone. As the glow that surrounds... Round remains begins to fade. You quickly note that enough of the glyphs adorning the chest has disappeared. Alright, does that wing do anything? Hmm. Alright, square iron wing. Use. Nope, open the chest. Alright, I lift it up. Suddenly, despite your firm grasp of its, of its edge, the, heavy, the chest heavy lid adopts a bright green glow and suddenly slams shut. Only your enviable reflexes have spared you from losing your fingers. As you step away from the chest, a vile hiss from your white shatters the silence, causing your heart to skip a beat. You spin in the direction of the unnerving sound, only to find yourself face to face with an unwoken, sinister sight. Emerging from the shadows, its bony hands gripping the haft of an iron hammer is a plate-clad skeleton. The undead warrior is enveloped in the same green aura that now surrounds the chest lid. Hissing wildly, the vicious fiend rushes forward and attack. It's the third glowing skeletal warrior, and I think it will be the last because there's only three glyphs. Unless they put some more glyphs inside the chest. But who would do that? The skeleton hisses wildly as it attacks, and I go into battle rage. Come on, come on, what do you think you're doing? Couldn't you have had all three skeletons attack at once and spare me this bother? Yeah, You've slain your foe. 38 XP. The skeletal warrior collapses into a heap of bone at your feet. As the glow that surrounds its shattered remains begins to fade, you quickly note that last of the glyphs adjoining the chest has vanished. 
Okay, now opening it for wheel. You step up to the stone chest and carefully lid its very weighty lid. Very carefully, I'm putting my hands on the edge just in case it decides to, to slam shut on it again. As the massive box begins to open, a soft, silvery glow spills out of its interior and splashes across the floor of the passage. Peer into the open chest. You peer into the chest, elated to find three glowing skulls resting at the bottom of the massive stone box. A pale, silvery aura surrounds each of the furled scrolls. Eager to obtain the objects of your quest, you reach into the chest and take possession of the radiant trio. As you remove the scrolls from the chest, a strange feeling washes over you. I now have three glowing scrolls. You recovered these three glowing scrolls from a magically projected chest deep in the ruins of Redgate. You are tasked by Dormont Thar with the retrieval of these scrolls. As the sensation rapidly, fa- sensation rapidly fades, replaced by a strong desire to leave ruined lair and and complete a mission. I've got 128 experience in general, if I did say that before. Might have said that before. If I did, sorry. <laughs> you quickly examine the scrolls, but find, much to your dismay, you're unable to unfurl them. Content to allow the contents to remain a mystery, you tuck the scrolls safely in amongst your other belongings and step away from the chest. The scrolls now in your possession. You're eager to make your way out of the ruins and complete your mission. Right, quickly head to the stairs leaving out. You quickly make your way to the stairs leading out. Climb the stairs and lead. Suddenly, as you reach the top of the stair and step into the welcome light of the outside world, you spot a ghostly, glowing image of Domgolthal leaning against a moss-covered block of stone. The demon, who appears to be dozing, seems suddenly aware of your arrival. His eyes flies open, and he turns to you with a leering grin. And how is my favourite adventurer? Yes. Have to believe you haven't come out of out of there just to disappoint me. What's that? You have the scrolls. Splendid, great, utterly magnificent. Here, let me have them. Before you quite know what's happening, the three fox scrolls fly out from among your possessions and streak through the air. Landing in Dormenthal's outstretched hands, the demon briefly examines them before slipping inside his glowing robes. Excellent, he shrieks, his visage momentarily consumed by a maniacal grin. Very well done. You've exceeded my expectations. And they were quite modest, but none of that matters now. Oh, I'll be taking back that wing well. Yes, that's right. Taking it back. I said I would, didn't I? Well doesn't really matter, because because I am. The demon waves, waves his white hand and the square iron wing vanishes. Yeah, and it's gone. And that's okay, because it was rubbish. This is most certainly an achievement for the ages, cries Dormulthar. We, we've managed to best a very game opponent. Now let, let's not pretend this was some minor feat. Well done now. We shall not celebrate this moment in silence. Golthar waves his hand, raises his hand, and a host of dark, translucent, road figures appear around the two of you in a broad circle. The dozen sinister figures, their ghostly faces concealed 
while the deep gloom gathered beneath her overhanging hoods begin begin a slow rhythmic applause does little to inspire any semblance of a celebration. Enough! screams the demon, again waving his white hand. The ghostly world figures instantly vanish. Through the droning echoes of their unenthusiastic applause lingers for several long seconds. I should have known they'll try to spoil the moment. They'll pay for that. Rest assured on that score. Dorenthal falls silent and appears to study you closely for several moments. The entity, seemingly annoyed by something, frowns and sighs. I promise you'll be rewarded, he says. And I never go back on a promise. Almost never. Here, accept this small token of my appreciation. Again, Dorenthal waves his white hand and a sack filled with gold appears at your feet. Five thousand gold. As you take possession of the gold, a strange feeling washes over you, leaving you feel drained, feeling drained as it fades. I got 1,024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Very nice. There. An end has come of this little endeavour, says Donald Thal, folding his arms and nodding. We may meet again, perhaps sooner than you'd expect, or would like. Cannot be helped, I'm sure. I require your assistance. And you desire to provide it to me, don't you? Of course you do! For that, I and those who live in my grand shadow thank you. Suddenly, the ghostly figure of Donald Thal shimmers and vanishes, leaving you alone amid the crumbling, moss-covered wounds of Wedgate. With no desire to linger here, even a moment longer, and most thankful to no long, longer be in the presence of the demon, you begin to make your way down the hill, and back through the forest towards Dunstig. As you pass through the dense woodland, begin to wonder when, if ever, you will next encounter the Lord of the Waking Mire. So that, that finishes this adventure with another 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. It's oh, pretty nice. All right, and a new adventure has been unlocked somewhere, somewhere. No, I think so anyway, maybe. Grim Proposal. Ah, Mugsprawl. So in Mugsprawl, there's an adventure called Three Words. Maybe that will be what we do next. We'll, we'll just see. Anyway, next time we'll be doing something else. Something else, somewhere, somehow, some way. But until then, farewell fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.